When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're enjoying the festivities. As you recall, I'm tackling the daily chore at the moment. At this point, I need confirmation that I am on the right track and that my plan for the next few weeks is efficient. My focus has been on filtering out losing trades and using fixed risk reward targets. My concern is curve fitting. I've sampled 10 years and over 100 trades per pair. My filters take that number of trades down to 46 for one pair and around 60 to 70 for most others. Attaches a backtesting report, euro dollar, with comparison of filters versus no filters. Question one, could you explain curve fitting and am I doing this? So does anyone not know what curve fitting is? Curve fitting is essentially this. You can look at it from the, the, the negative standpoint, right? So going through your back testing and, and adding filters and, and doing whatnot is curve fit, is not curve fitting, right? That is just you're making tweaks and seeing the results are. Curve fitting is isolating a specific time to give you the results that you want to see. So for example, Let's say, let's say I had an equity curve that looked like this. Let's say I'm starting from 2010 and I had an equity curve that looked like this. I think you guys would all agree, is this an equity curve? If this were the results of your back testing, is this something that you would trade this 10 year period? Probably not, right? Because you eventually, you're basically break even at the end of 10 years, right? You start off a little hot, you go into consolidation, you get a hot streak, and then you you gotta give it all back, right? So this would not be a strategy, in my opinion, that is worth trading. However, if I'm a sleazy salesman, and we had a good question about this on the on the uh, the, the chat over the weekend about uh, we had a few traders that were offended by the commercials and and whatnot that that come on before YouTube videos about people selling systems, right? And you hear all these things. Right. You, you, you ever hear these things where and you, you hear it on the Internet all the time, actually. But you ever hear these these trading gurus sell these courses where it's like, hey, I made eight thousand percent returns my system. You ever hear some some outlandish stuff like that or you ever see people um, on the Internet sharing their their P&L statement and it's like 18 blue things, which is, I guess, is profit and then one red thing. Right. So what they're doing is this. Right. They're taking 
realistic results that look like this, and they're only showing you a portion. So I'm looking at this right here and I'm saying, hey guys, in just three months, I generated a 1200% return. And it's not a lie, is it? Technically, you're not lying, which I, which I, which I guess is how they, that's how they justify the curve fitting because it's not lying, right? In three months, guys, in three months, I generated an 18 or a 12,000, 1200% return. Well, prove it. Here you go. It's not technically a lie, but it's not the entire truth. It's it's kind of like when you hear. I, I used to be a you know Allen Iverson was a, a I was a fan of Allen Iverson growing up. He played for the Philadelphia 76ers, and he was a volume scorer. So he would have nights where he scored like 50 points, and the headlines like Allen Iverson scored 50 points. But if you watch the game, he took a hundred shots to get those 50 points, and his team lost by 30. But the headline stands out, Allen Iverson, 150 points. Kobe Bryant's the same way. May he rest in peace. So this is curve fitting. Curve fitting is when you're, you're at least the way I inter I've always interpreted it, is, is when you're, you're, taking a, you're taking the portion of the curve or the results that you want to see, and you're basing your final judgment off of that instead of looking at the entire picture. Right. So if this were a strategy, for example, let's say you were making a, a tweak, you, you, you changed the risk reward to one point, you know, one point five to one from one to one. And you see that during a small period of time, it had a, a really, really, really good effect on your trading results. But overall, it eventually kind of took you back into the gutter. That would be you telling yourself, wait a minute, no, this one point one to five works. And I'm going to trade this because I'm only going to isolate the part that worked for me and I'm going to ignore the area that didn't work for me. So that's different than adding filters, right? Adding filters isn't curve fitting because when you add a filter, if, if you're doing it the right way, you add a, a filter, a tweak, an adjustment, whatever you want to call it, are you doing it for just a specific point of time or are you looking at the entire picture? You're looking at the entire picture. So you're not necessarily trying to force something in there and, and make it stand out to give you the result that you want. You're looking at the full picture and that's going to be a, a, a different thing. So I, I wouldn't say that you're curve fitting by finding a filter to eliminate some bad trades and, and maybe profit more on good trades, right? You're just adding a natural filter. It would be curve fitting if you're specifically ignoring periods of time. If you're saying, I'm just not going to count 2008, 9, and 10 because they were bad, but I am going to count 2011, 12, and 13. Great. Um, 